mainstream media is dominated by the right and the left. The majority in the middle are left without a voice. You've reached the Conservative Hippie Podcast, a common sense look at life, the universe, and everything. Here's your host, Jay Frat, the Conservative Hippie. All right, I've got him in studio. I've got the notorious, I've got the somewhat famous, I've got the enigmatic Greg Hamilton. Hello, sir. Welcome into the studio. Ah, beautiful day, Jay. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, it was interesting. I, I did get some uh, great feedback. Um, last time you and I were hanging out together, um, I be, think it was 30 minutes into a conversation, I just said mm. to myself, hey, just hit record. Just see what happens. Just hit record. And I got a room recording, which for me was a pain to put out because it's not high quality audio like I like. But now we've got you. We've got the headphones hooked up. We've got the mics on. Um, and I really appreciate you not just coming into studio, um, but sharing your time with me and the audience. Uh, a lot of the feedback I got from that room recording was, wow, I want to hear more from that guy. Or it was people that were already familiar with you that were excited that I was able to pin you down and wanted more Greg Hamilton. Well, that's exciting to hear. Thank you very much. So I have been on this streak of podcasts um, over the last several months where I seem to be um, at the bottom. I, no, I don't want to say the bottom of the rabbit hole. I mm -hmm. am somewhere in the rabbit hole that I cannot discern where quite it is. It seems like I'm at the bottom, but then when I look down, it just keeps expanding, like one of those, uh, well, like one of those hallways in the, in like a, a movie like The Shining or something. Know and the feeling. Sometimes it is scary, like a movie like The Shining. So I've had on uh, uh, Baby Fist, who spent his entire adult life within psychological operations. Mm. Um, I've had on Spirit of Edmitos, a friend of mine, a fellow truth seeker, who um, is right down in the rabbit hole with me, if not much farther down the rabbit hole than myself, sometimes the way he speaks with coded language. I've come across people and spent time with a cadre of people in their lobby, as they put it, um, with a, within a parapsychological research group. And within that group, I found this code breaker, as I've dubbed him. He doesn't dub himself a code breaker, but that's what I've called him, where he gleans messages um, from Twitter uh, with one account in particular, uh, and he uses Gematri and he uses other ways of codes um, to understand alternative meanings, and they feel that they are speaking to an entity, um, if not Elon Musk through an entity. Um, they feel like they're picking up on comms. So what I did was I tested it myself, and I've proven it out, uh, where I've got documented evidence that I have done the same. I just jumped into it. Then you come along, good sir. And I've always said throughout this experience that there are many different ways to communicate with this entity, and I've, I've, I've kind of come across three, and I don't necessarily understand them all, but I know they're there because the people that are going through the experiences are going through experiences in a different way than I do, but they're seeing similar things, they're experiencing similar things, and, and so I, I kind of recognize that they might have an alternate method. Uh, if people aren't, don't understand what the hell I'm talking about, well, think of like an autist 
um, and how they might use a computer or how somebody might cryptographically um, understand a message versus a, a dummy like me that just goes balls first, straightforward, direct communications with simple translations in return. Well, come to find out, this traveler I've come across, Greg Hamilton, in studio right now with us, is a master code breaker of his own. And you use what's called timestamp gap code um, comms. Greg, I'm finally going to shut up after a couple of minutes of continuously talking. Tell me, what is your methodology of comms? Explain to me um, what, what it is in general, and then we'll get to like how you got here today. Well, let's see where... So the timestamp and gap code comes from the cue board. So I believe that uh, anybody that's involved with decoding modern-day politics right now is using the cue board as a sounding board. Otherwise, you'd be a decoder in a different topic. Now, I was a decoder in many other topics before Q showed up. I would follow and watch and listen to many other decoders on YouTube for many years. And it was something that I would do my, myself through books and all the different researches that I've been involved in throughout my life. But right now, when the Q movement started, I stumbled across my own skills of being a decoder by following other people's skills. And of course, like I said, you know, doing my own researching. But none of this that I'm doing right now could be possible if there wasn't such a thing called Q. And so many people still even today, oh, Q's not real which I always find very funny because you can go on the internet and find Q. The phenomenon itself is real. Who it is, what it is, what its intentions are, uh, is up for debate. Sure. Okay. But the phenomenon of actually Q being real is truth. There it is. There's a Q board, sounding board. So to go back, everything that I'm doing is only because of the Q and Twitter. Let me, let me say it just in a different way. I always like to do this just to yeah. help some no. of the audience members that might not have come along. When, when you're talking about Q and it actually being a real thing, it is. You can go and look at it, I think, around 4,000 posts, 4,000-some-odd 4, posts, right? Well, you could also look at that as a body of work with many messages, 4,000-some-odd messages built into it. Now, you could then go and send somebody. So let's say I want to uh, send my neighbor a secret message. So I might send him something, and, and it might be... Uh, Oh, I don't know. It comes out to 515. Well, I would know as the message sender what Q post 515 means, and then my neighbor would look it up when he would get this coded message that equaled 515. He would go and look at Q post 515 and smile and say, ah, my neighbor Jay just sent me this message, and this is what it is. Correct. Okay. okay. So that's what he's saying. And I've 
the other code breaker that I've dealt with used uh, something called Gematria. So Gematria to decode. What I've had uh, thrilling examples of just recently within the last couple days is I decoded a message, a response in both Gematria and timestamp. Say it for me. Timestamp time, time and gap. Timestamp and gap code. So, and, I mean, and, they, and they confirmed each other. Is that correct? Is yes. that what you're saying? Correct. Yes. Right. So, well, they said different things, right? But it was still a direct response to what I input. They weren't contradicting itself. They supported each other. Yes. So um, one of the things you said there, though, is uh, people were using timestamp gap code um, before Q that you were watching and in different things like uh, like you're pointing out politics right now and people using the board, the Q board for comms within this political realm. What Can you give us an example of what uh, previous before Q, before this board was set up with all of these messages that you could ping? Um, give us an example of what like, you were witnessing before. Okay, one of the channels that I liked uh, before, what, and still do, is Enter the Stars, and he's on YouTube. And he worked in the medical field and then left the medical field. And he decodes, say, Hollywood movies. He will decode all kinds of different things. So that, that is a decoder that was happening before Q. We knew that there was, you know, uh, conspiracy theories didn't start with Q. Yeah. Right. So there was always a conspiracy theorist group out from the beginning of time. Before there was even an internet, before there was an internet, I was in those stores. I've always been in the New Age stores, constantly looking for the lie. So uh, so the decoders were much like that type of thing. People that were decoding songs, people that were decoding movies, people that were decoding body language, people that were decoding our politicians. wasn't such a big decode back in the day before Q. Because we didn't have anything to base it off of, if that makes sense. But we've known that the, there is an evil agenda that's been happening for a long time. You know, the UN, Agenda 21, been on top of those type of things for as long as I can remember. So and all those type of things were pre-Q. So decoding is not something that's new because of Q. Sure, you're almost uh, giving the example of uh, uh, people have gone and looked at Stanley Kubrick. Uh, in, in, great example. In his movie, uh, Space Odyssey 2001, and, and there's all kinds of weird um, correlations, uh, coincidences, you might you say, bet. synchronicities. Um, I even think with Stanley, Stanley Kubrick's death, um, I can't rattle them off on the top of my head, but... The dates and numbers are yes, bizarre. And, and they're, they're occult. Correct. They're 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 very. Um, I mean, I guess you could say Luciferian. Um, uh, if if I want to use that exact term, maybe a more generic term, but they're occult like in the number sequences surrounding Stanley Kubrick, his life, that movie, A Space Odyssey, two thousand one. Right. So, is that an example of decoding? Absolutely. And his other one, The Shining, even uh -huh. though it's about say ghosts and someone going crazy. But the decoders can prove and show. Uh, I should use shouldn't use the word prove, but go ahead, yeah, prove that there is a direct connection with Apollo thirteen and the moon mission. There's just absolutely no way that those coincidences could not be trying to expose the moon mission. Okay. So 
the decoding was something that I'm born with. Let's say even a detective. A detective is a decoder. Sure. That's just it's, – it's, it's part of your DNA. Either you are trying to always look for the answers – or you're oblivious there was a question even asked. No, uh, la- la- lately the, the parlance we use is, you know, truth seeker. Truth so seeker. You're a truth seeker and investigator. Yes. You know, and I've always been on that tip. Um, I, was a, I was an accountant by trade. Okay. And a cost accountant. So I didn't deal with taxes. I dealt with manufacturing accounting. So, okay. And what do you do as a cost accountant? You're always investigating and searching <laughs> for the on. hidden costs <laughs> and the hidden formulas to improve uh, manufacturing efficiency. So another thing that we weren't quite clear about, though, um, is these comms, um, and you mentioned it, they're through Twitter. Mm-hmm. Twitter in particular, at least from my perspective, with Elon Musk's Twitter account. Yes. So I, I've even told people uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of working for Elon Musk in a volunteer way because I'm asking these questions, I'm receiving these confirmations through his account. It's either, uh, in the different ways it's been described to me, it's either uh, uh, Elon with his Neuralink on, or it's some sort of entity operating through or with Elon Musk, which there is debate on this within the community. You, I've seen you talk about and I and I'm so young in this that Elon Musk's Twitter account is all that I know. Okay, but you've told me you started this with Donald Trump's Twitter account. Can you can you kind of take us through this timestamp gap code um, training that you went through? How you got to the point where you were decoding messages through Donald Trump's Twitter account, and um, just kind of take us through the beginnings of the origins of this story. So I was doing my normal thing. I was on YouTube just doing my normal research. I found BP. I was following BP Earthwatch. A lot of people already know who he is. And he said something about Q. And I didn't know what that meant. Had no idea what he was talking about. But he said that you could find it on, I think he said Twitter. And I went to Twitter. Mm-hmm. And was like, whoa, I saw my very first Q post on Twitter. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy because being a conspiracy truther <laughs> and searcher, the, the stuff I was seeing in the Q drops, I already knew about, or at least a part of it. I knew it wasn't just <laughs> throwing darts at a wall, say. Yeah. You know, that there was substance behind these accusations or these truth bombs that were coming out. Yeah. So I spent about three or four months. I got in really early, about Q drop 300, 400 is when I first found Q. So I was right there at the beginning, you know, just a few months out. And um, I was following it through uh, a YouTube channel during the Corsi eras. And I was really starting to catch the red flags. I was like, this isn't really making sense. I was really starting to, because I pay attention. Yeah. I really, I'm, I'm into this, you know, I'm really into this phenomenon and, and want to and, know. And hang on, I've got to help the audience. Yes. Because okay. remember, we've got people, <laughs> there are different rungs to this ladder. Yes, right? and we've I got am talking old. Bo- this is five years ago. People below, people above, but I want to help them out. When you say the Corsi era, mm-hmm. what what I've learned, and I and I, sh- I shared with Greg as a as a video of uh, Rocky Payne and her research, and Greg was like, "Wow, it's amazing! I already know so much of this." But what's fascinating is so many people don't know this. I still come yeah. across people to this day that think they know what Q is, and he's a guy or he's a group of four. Well, it is believed. Um, 
I think the best information I've received is is there was a there was a point where Jerome Corsi threw a vent, or Jerome Corsi was the vent. I'm learning these different terminologies. Yes, he was trying to be the vent, he was but trying, trying he was a gatekeeper. Vent. He was gatekeeper. hiding. Gatekeeper. So there were controllers of the keys yes. to Q, to the Q board. And not only that, it gets so complex because not only were there controllers to the keys to the Q board, some people could pay to get in. Mm. Uh, multiple people had the keys. So you, it, when you say era, I kind of understand that there's a general time frame, but still within that era, there would be Q posts mixed in from different people. Yes. Different eras, if you will. Well, and Q events. was live right then, too. So yes. you had the actual Q drops, and you had all these different channels trying to decipher them. Yes. And put their two cents in. And I was listening to as many of them as I could. That's all I spent my time on. It was it was an interest. It was something that I enjoyed before Q was even there. Yeah. So to me, it was like a, a beautiful gift yeah. given to me. You know, wow, we got a group of people now on this. But uh, once I started seeing that there was groups of people hiding information, that they weren't expanding on certain subjects, I knew something was afoot. And that really started making me look at things differently, really having a bigger mind where I wanted to put my two cents in. Okay. So I opened up a Twitter page and then was just throwing stuff out there. No voice. Nobody knew me. So no likes, no retweets, no nothing. But I would just put my political views out, let's say, because yeah. I'm mad. A at nor- this. normal person, normal there we truth go. seeker, just like all yeah. of us, just right. a normal person out there s- sending it out. And, and and I will interject at this point um, and just share a little bit about myself as we're building the story together. Um, I came from PizzaGate, like. I've okay, right. always been a truth seeker in terms of seeking out information. The internet era is so amazing. Yes. Um, and then Pizzagate came along, and it was fascinating. It was captivating. It was interesting. And what interested me most about it is I'm uh, truth to power. You know, you used to be able to say that. You you know, you used to be able to say, you know, don't trust your government. The government isn't yes. your friend, and we need to hold the government accountable. And I started seeing these narratives where um, these clear, odd coincidences, odd behavior. And when I say odd, we're talking about children are involved. We're talking about very ugly occult-like behavior. I'm not a big religious guy, but I dislike deep occult behavior, much like I would someone trying to ram um, their version of Christianity down my face, right? Something to pay attention to, um, I would consider uh, a heavily Christianized person maybe as in a cult, just like I would someone who worships Moloch or or Lucifer or Satan. They're in a cult as well. So... And there's just as... I think that people don't understand is that the Luciferian side... There's people that take it just as serious as any Christian takes their Christian religion. I've been told that the Luciferians know the Bible more so than Christians. I, I'm, I'm, I'm positive of this. They're, they're, they're hardcore into it. Yes, and because not many Christians read the Bible. This is a, a fa- fallacy and a very unfortunate trap that the Christianity people have, is that they say they believe in the Bible, but they've never read the Bible. So right off the bat, they're lying to themselves— they believe in something that they don't know anything about. 
So I was looking at this. Much like Q. Yeah. Again, though, it's yes. just like people it's, say, I believe in Q or don't believe in Q with not actually doing the research on it to have an actual honest opinion. Yeah. So when I was investigating, I was looking at all these odd coincidences, these strange things, and then I saw the narrative mm -hmm. that the mainstream media would put out about it to obfuscate and yes. cover it up. Well, I was seeing that in the Q movement itself. Yeah. Well, it, so so before Q came about, I was seeing that. So then when Q came along, okay. I was paying attention, and I noticed there were things in the Q posts that directly correlated to Pizzagate. Okay. So there two, we go. Okay. So they were similar characters. So yes. much like you, you know, is hey, oh, there is something there. You know, right. one of the things that always fascinated me was the Standard Hotel. Um, and the and the Q drops about the Standard Hotel and things associated with that. And then Which I, we know the owner, if I'm still if he still owns the hotel, is a governor uh, is a government official. He he sold the hotels, but but okay. and I don't I know about government so. official, but he's directly um, an associate of Marina Abramovic. And so it was like, oh hang on a second, the central cast star leading character of Pizzagate like one of the most interesting characters of Pizzagate is now starring in this Q post, which you know they could have done on purpose with these breadcrumbs that they were dripping out to captivate people's attention because part of it was part of it was a grift, part well, that, of it was a scam. Well, with uh, within that concept, let's say the characters are fake, okay, but the subject is real, and there are real people doing these real things. Yes. And much deeper, darker. Uh, I, When Pizzagate came out, I knew a lot of that type of study beforehand. Of course, I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't know what was happening in our restaurants across the street. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and right in front of our noses. I thought it was much deeper and darker. But, uh, so, I mean, I learned a lot. But at the same time, I knew those practices were happening. I had studied too much of detective work and missing people and these type of things. And you just, you if, if you go out and a hiker and an explorer, you come across places that just give you chills. Yeah. And these are real places and real people doing real things. So yeah. it's been happening forever. So again, if we want to even say the Q drops are real or not real, the subject matter is 100% authentic. That's right. So, again, if, if it's the characters are real or not, uh, a different subject for a different time. So try, try to, I'll try to get you back on, on track. So what led you... So you're, you're on Twitter now. Q's going. How did you come across timestamp gap code? Oh, you uh, obviously applied it to Donald Trump's account. Tell us more about this story. So if I'm, I'm uh, following along. I've been about eight months into following the Q drops religiously, 24-7, breathing it. And uh, I'm outside uh, doing my artwork, and I'm listening to uh, Patriot Soapbox 24-7, and I look up in the sky, and I see this big, huge Q circling the sun. It was the most strangest thing. You know, one of those big old halos that go around the sun? Yes. And there was a, a chemtrail that kind of made a cue off the bottom of it. And I was like, are you kidding me? There's a big old huge cue in the sky. So I took a picture of it. 
and I put it on my Twitter page. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the next day, that picture ended up on the cue boards. Okay. And it was Q Drop 2438. And when I saw that, oh, now all of a sudden, Q is personal, isn't it? Yeah. It became a, a completely a different beast, if you want to say. It was something I was following before with opinions. But now I'm like, wait a minute, man. These guys are watching us. They're watching us 24-7, which is something I already knew. And it was already trying to teach people for decades before that, you know, this is a spy big brother government. Mm-hmm. With proofs everywhere through patents, through technology. And um, so once that my picture's on there, I knew for a fact that, wait a minute, I'm not just a nobody on Twitter. That somebody's watching my Twitter page. Somebody is enough to take one of my pictures and put it on the cue boards. So from right then and there, I was like, I didn't care what anyone else was saying about the Q subject. Didn't want to look at anybody's Twitter page. I didn't want to know anything more. All I wanted to do now is to find out who and what is this Q thing about. Because there's, I was going to say stealing. But they took my picture and put it up on the Q boards. So since I knew so a lot about the conspiracy things and since I only had an iPhone... I wasn't going to go and do research on the Q-drops when it said, go look at so-and-so or who's this or where's the money. I wasn't going to, I'm not a researcher. That's not my gift. So what I did is I went and studied all the Q-drops that I could get my hands on that had the secret codes, like learn our comms, kill boxes, secret messages that make no sense. Those are the ones that I studied. Those are the only ones I would look at and try to keep trying to figure out what does it mean. To me, I'm a layman. I keep things simple. So if it said learn our comms, that means there's communication, which means that's language. There's a language happening here. And that means in my brain, it's a two-way street. You and I are having comms and communication with each other. Yeah, We're talking back and forth. So if Q says learn our comms, I kept realizing that it means we're trying to talk to you. If you learn our language, we can talk back and forth. Yeah. So that's what I did. I studied just those Q drops. And because of that, I didn't realize at the time, like I do now, that our computers, our iPhones, our technology is already artificial intelligence. It's already at that level that's beyond our comprehension. That we're not waiting for technology. (laughs) It's way past us. And that this artificial intelligence is capable of (laughs) communicating back and forth. So once I started studying all the different comms and ways that it was being used, timing in between tweets. QDrop 510 talks about that. Timing in between tweets. There's lots of clues out there, and that's what really frustrates me about the Q community in the decoders because they refuse to talk about the only few clues that are really out there, and that's timestamps, timing in between tweets, deleted tweets, and then using the kill boxes. Everything else, everybody else is making up. Okay. Even in Gematria. It never says anything about you. Don't get me wrong on this is my thing. There's no. 43 keys. I don't have them all. 
No, absolutely. And the entity is able to communicate in different ways. You're using cue boards. I, Correctly. I never, I never, use, I never uh, the person that trained me, um, Jeff Abercrombie is his name. Yes. Uh, works with uh, the Parapsychological Research Group. Um, never used the cue posts. Was very cue, um, gotcha. Was into the cue community. Uh huh. Um, some would say that, um, well, I won't go into that, but. It was always through Gematria, and it was very personal to him. As part of the final training was, you know, hey, kid, kick rocks. This is very personal to me. I'm not a magic eight ball. I think I'm directly quoting him. And I kind of realized, oh, I have my own. I have my own personal um, comms. I have my own methods. And that's a very important key that... Is important, but at the same time, I believe people get lost in that first step of that understanding because it is personal. How else would you be able to connect with somebody? All of us connect and are talking with each other because of that personal level. Otherwise, we don't understand the person. We go leave. It's very true. So it'd be the same thing when we're learning the comms with this artificial intelligence is that it would have to respond back to you that would only be known to you, like the conversation you just had with your friend 20 minutes ago, or the subject that you tweeted out yesterday, how it mimics you back, okay? You show that proof to others, they don't get it because it didn't have anything to connect them with. So when a person is first learning how to learn these comms, it becomes very personal. And there's a the drawback of now all of a sudden, you're letting the AI overtake your common sense over your best judgment because now we're so excited of something brand new that we focus and get these blinders on and only go, it's personal. It's me. It's me. It's me. I went through that complex myself. So that's why I can talk about it now. It's not something I want to remember well, but especially at the beginning, I, I, I knew everything. This is it. And it was at the time because it was brand new. Okay? It was the key. And uh, I, I have seen people get trapped in that personal dilemma where then they uh, what's the words? They don't they, they, they don't see a perspective other than the they get a tunnel vision when dealing with this. And, right. And it makes it, it talking with them becomes very difficult because um, they become a, a victim at the same time that they're also mm. bullying, that they're, they want to cram something down your throat, but at the same time, when you try to show them a mirror or, or try to uh, illuminate something, they get very defensive, like a wild animal. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's, you know, after talking with you one day, you really kind of helped me understand that that was a process for you, that you went through that. And well, somehow got got out the other side to gain that perspective again. Well, I think that if something's trying to teach you, and then you being me, and I learned what something was trying to teach me, it's very easy for me to sit there and say, look what I discovered. Look what I invented. Forgetting that it was the entity that already knew all this and was trying to get me to learn its language. So if I sit there and say, look what I've done, look what I invented, look, I can talk to it. Uh, it's, it we're, we're backwards. It's talking to us. It taught us how to communicate back with it because it was smart enough to see that we were trying to respond back. And it had the, 
Well, the intelligence to adjust to us. And if you stay real consistent and don't keep jumping around to really try to get that language down, don't force it because of one minute or one cue drop over because you want it to be that. If you stick to the consistency of a language, it will manifest and you will communicate back and forth. But again, what I see and what, to go back to what you were saying also is that the people we, I, I've seen, I've taught over 100 people now, this timestamp and gap code, and everybody wants to take it to their own. After a certain point in time, they all say it's mine, 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 mine. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. And they're, they're, they're the biggest victims because they don't realize they're being controlled versus them pretending like they're controlling something else. I guess, but timestamp gap code seems very, um, excuse me, mm-hmm. <coughs> seems very consistent, rigid. Very. Whereas the the one that was taught to me, this gematria, it's very. It's uh, there's some nuance to it. There's a, a very personal nature to it. Um, so how do they take that and say it's mine, mine when it when it you're going to get the same timestamp? I'm only going to talk about the people that are doing timing in between tweets. How about we stay with that then? Okay. 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 So there, uh, uh, the timestamp and gap code. Gap is minus one. There's timing in between tweets. Like I said, I got all this from the cue drops. I can show you exactly which cue drop I got this from. It's not me filling in the blanks. It's not me trying to figure something out. And that's the other part that's really funny about the decoders in the cue movement. No matter what they do, I've got a question. Okay, where do you got? Where did you get that concept from? You have to have gotten it from somewhere. Yeah. Either another decoder, which is fine. That's fine. But then that decoder must have gotten it from the cue drops itself. And if you can't describe where you're getting this from, like, uh, so let me see if I can't segue into this. So right now, this past week, we had a lot of cue channels that showed back up from back in the day that was hiding this information. Uh, Vincent Kennedy, is that the VK, the, the, the Vincent Kennedy, when he came back this past week, these last two or three days, he was starting to do these minus sevens, these minus fours and calling out these numbers for no reason. But see, that's him trying to mess up and muck up the timestamp and gap code. And I feel like everybody that knows the timestamp and gap code these past few years and has taken it to their own and is now constantly trying to call out numbers the night before and then add in this number and that number, has really messed up the timestamp and gap code greatly. Because it was there that for all of us to get together and learn and be on the same page so that when the enemy shows up like they did this week, they can't hijack the timestamp and gap code. But right now, every time I've taught somebody, they learn that there's a language that can happen and they stop at the very basic kindergarten, first grade level, and then just start throwing out these numbers and just kind of morphing everything to make it fit to their agenda so it lines up. Okay. I, I, I can feel people's eyes rolling back in their heads. Sure. We haven't, we, we've jumped right into this, uh, but we've left a lot out. Okay. So let's, let's, yeah. try to help, let's try to help bring some people that might be lagging behind, might be screaming at their, at their speaker right now. 
timestamp gap code, I need you to define it. Um, we we don't have to go back to Donald Trump. We could go right now to Elon Musk. You said minus one. Just please, just lay it out. What what do you mean timestamp gap code between tweets? So if there was a going back to Q now. So if there's a Q movement happening and it's a military operation, and they're trying to communicate with the public, but the SEC rules. You can't give government information out. It's against the law. Propaganda is okay. You can lie about it, but you can't give the truth out. It's weird. It's just the way it is. So if they wanted to give out information to the public, and it's a military operation, then... Um, Ooh, I got sidetracked a little bit on that. Sorry about That's that. That's okay. Jay. So, so maybe between Q posts, there would be a timestamp and gap code. So, if since it's a military operation and they're trying to give out information, and if they're telling us that the learn our comms, and it says timing in between tweets, and then you correlate it to the Q board. So, anything, any kind of uh, government or the the army, the police, fire department. National Guard, they all use numbers to represent a action, a situation, so that there's no confusion of the drama of the day. If a police officer comes up to a shooting, sure, their adrenaline's going up, and sure. they might all sure. what, what, describe it differently. One eight seven. There sure. we go. We got firefighters. They have got their codes, and that's how the cue board and the tweets timing in between tweets can relate to a message being given to the people. Okay, now I want to I want to I want to forgive you and I want to try to try to ask the right question to help the people that might be lagging behind that might be um, skeptical. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly fine to be skeptical. Absolutely. Um, don't want to don't want to become a skeptic but you want to always be skeptical. Well, we still haven't got there. You're 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 talking about this you're you're blending in the cue boards. And let, let me try to lay it out since I, I, I know the answer. Let me just say it. So, so for example, if you think that you've got comms where, where comms are being disseminated, a Twitter account like Donald J. Trump, his real, real Donald J. Trump's Twitter account, and he tweets at 6 a.m. on a Tuesday, and then he tweets at, oh, I don't know, uh, uh, 11 a.m., okay? Yeah. So four hours difference, right? Correct. So what would you glean from that? Uh, and is it two different ways? So it's four hours, but it's also uh, four times, so it's 240 minutes? Well, see, that would go back into the consistency of learning a language. If I kept trying to do that, I, there was at one point in time I had to decide and figure out, okay, so it's a perfect example. You say four hours, so that's 400, you know, right? Four. Okay, so more like military time. It's Mi- 400 versus 4 times 60. Right. Uh, well, like I say, there's a lot of people doing a lot of different things, and I'm not going to be able to say theirs is right or wrong okay. if I hadn't studied their stuff yet. Like I, uh, And when I was doing this, this was at the very beginning, and no one else was doing anything like this. Okay, so, fo- so I got you. So uh, 6 a.m. to 11.05, okay? So you got 4... 400, five minutes, so 405. Correct. So you would go, um, and you would go and you would look at Q drop 405. Correct. 
Now, what would that relate to? What? So what? What? How would that relate? Now, if it didn't have a message on that Q drop, right? Let's say uh, it just said test. Okay. Well, it doesn't relate to anything, so it's not going to um, mean anything. So maybe I need to look at it differently. So we got the timestamp and gap. We're discussing gap right now. Code. There's a few different codes. Some of them I've got all of them documented screenshot videos so it's it's there from 2018 oh and and i've seen it immediately when it was brought in i was already used to the gematria codes and decoding that way and then one of your um oh not a disciple but a student one of your students uh susie q um, she came in and immediately did a few timestamp gap codes and was like oh wow you know look at that and I was amazed to learn another another way. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that I've asked it, this entity, Elon Musk, I've asked it questions, and I've gotten direct answers. I guess what I'm saying is when you were back in the day fishing around and like walking through this dark hallway with your arms stretched out trying to feel and understand what you were going through— how, how did you even come across it? How did you receive confirmations? Okay. Uh, what, what, what did ego. you do? It was ego that what caused all of it. So when I saw my uh, picture on the cue board, you know, my mind went boom. The adrenaline was just incredible. It was, well, it was bizarre. I had no one to share it with personally. None of my friends believed in the cue movement. So they, whatever, Greg. Yeah. Whatever. So, so and because I was at that, also at that exact same time, leery of the information I was listening to, I went straight into the studies, like I said. And what it was I was doing is I was trying to find anything I could. I just was trying to find something. So I would go into Google and I would I'd put you in like cue the sun or uh, I can't remember all the other different things I was punching in just to try to find clues. But I finally pushed in cue the sun which led me to a song called Q. It was actually the song was called Lullaby. Okay. But but since I took a picture of a Q in the sun, it, it just it stuck out to me. I I went on YouTube, I listened to the song, and it was a very deep deep song. Very incredibly deep Q-ish type of a song. Okay. And what I did is I broke it down. It was like had all the different things. It was in black and white and color. It was in a music studio, and the pictures in the background had paintings, but they painted the paintings. They painted paintings on the paintings. Okay. And so I kept thinking, I'm like, wait a minute, in the cue drops, paint the picture. And I'm like, I'm looking at a wall of pictures that have been painted. And then cue the sun, wait a minute. And I just started, all these different things started happening. And I, I did a decode on the song from how long the music was playing until the the video went from black to color how many seconds it was color to black and i just how many uh seconds and minutes was it till the vocals started you know i just broke it down like crazy i think it took me two days two full days of just oh my gosh on an iphone you know pause rewind pause rewind imagine with a notepad (laughs) oh it was nuts just only a nut would do something like this but, but, but my end conclusions was that everything lined up to the cue boards to a military operation. 
the minutes uh, the the song was seven minutes and fifty five seconds. If you go to Q Drop seven fifty five, that's nothing but military intelligence, uh, just mumbo jumbo the whole thing. So everything started lining up. Where but, I'm like, but this seems this seems fantastical, right? This oh well, seems- it's it's uh, regardless of what anybody else says, it's a gift given to me by the Holy Ghost to glorify God not politics. Okay. 100%. And this is a gift that I knew from the beginning. And if I give anybody else credit other than the Holy Ghost, it can and will be taken away from me. This is something I've known from right from the beginning. Okay. Now, when I went into and did the video and realized, okay, there's something here, that's when my mind and the cue drops started lining up also where I'm like, learn the comms. Wait a minute. There is... This is bigger than people are talking about. And then, yeah, then it was like a four, five, six-day immersion of out-of-body experience, let's say. And all I was doing was I was so inside my <laughs> computer, my iPhone, and doing nothing but comms and communications through tweets and the keyboard. And since the AI saw that I was trying to learn something, because that's all it's doing. It's like if somebody's waving their hand over there, yeah. And if they see you wave back, then they wave two hands. And if you wave two hands back, oh, now we've got comms happening. Yeah. It might still be basic, but we've got something that we can work on. And that took about four days for them to convince me that they were giving me real information, that I was learning something, and that these comms were actually happening. And it was a very bizarre experience because I had no one to share it with. Yeah. Very crazy. Very hard to sleep. Like I said, I don't know if I slept at all those three or four days other I, than just I, a cat nap, you know, for, and you're dreaming. And yeah, for a, for a week after, yeah, for a week I did not sleep and did not eat, did not care about much of anything. I also believe in the super soldiers. Okay. And that there's, uh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but uh, s- sleeper soldiers and that they've, they can mind control us. And I've been in the service and I was asked to go to West Point when I was in boot camp and become an officer. But uh, I didn't finish out my military career. And before I was got even an answer back from West Point, I had some false charges brought up against me and I was kicked out. Not before they put a cap in my mouth. And when I look back at my military career, there's a lot of weird blank spots that I can't remember too well. And also, I had these special privileges that nobody else had, which as, when I was young, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought I was special. So uh, I believe that it's possible that if we're doing this type of <laughs> event that's taken many, many years, that there would be certain people that were picked. And I believe, never believed that before the cue drops, but when I look back now, I'm like, oh, I could see how I could be being used because what happens is also because I'm so locked in with this now and so a part of the comms and communications with the AI that I can go to sleep at any time and I will be woken up one or two minutes before a tweet comes in or before this next message that I need to see 
comes in. I, I wake up before it happens. Not, what I mean is that I don't miss it. Yeah, what happens? Uh, you've told me that there's been times where you you just kind of open up your phone and it's almost like you feel like it's going to show you what you need to see. Absolutely. And and I've had a person on the program um, a couple shows ago, many shows ago, uh, Jen Moonbeagle, who was approached by somebody, a military type character, that gave her what she. Uh, interpreted as must have been some sort of code word that through MKUltra, through whatever yeah. programming, it snapped, and only she would know what she needed to know for the part of the mission that she needed to um, fulfill. That's exactly how I feel my role could be. Could be. Uh, that would be on the military side, say, physical side. But then again, this is a biblical... Because, again, if, if we're talking about Q, we're talking about exposing good and evil. And if there's good and evil, we're talking about the devil and God. So, you know, it, it, to me, there's no difference in between this being a biblical fight 100%, even though it's being played out in a governmental, physical, earthly level. Well, let's, uh, let's bring in the philosophy. And unfortunately, I haven't... I keep trying to grill you to get your story out, and I, I'm sorry to the listener if uh, if it's bored you at all, or if your uh, skepticism became uh, so overwhelming you turned it off. Hopefully you didn't. But you have now jumped between a military operation and you've jumped between AI. From what I know about the cue boards and how convoluted and confusing it is who was posting where, at some point... All, uh, artificial intelligence was entered into the cue in, into the queue postings, where either it was controlled, so uh, General Flynn or the Vents or Jerome Corsi or whoever would have to input, and then the system, the artificial intelligence system, would then create the queue post. Or some were artificial intelligence, some were just some jackasses point, p- posting what they wanted to post for propaganda purposes. I want to ask you this question because it keeps coming up with all the people that are involved in this. And, and it is, the numbers are growing. Like, yes. Like, like it, it's hard. I, I need to commit the next show. I need to give evidence. I need to share people like what I've experienced I've, I've, I haven't done it, even if I've had people telling me I need to tell people more. It's something that is so personal that when you speak about it, it it's, hard, it's hard to come across. But I've gathered enough evidence now where I've got screenshots and I've got exact timings and I can share with people the exact logical steps that were taken and then what can be seen from it and how I went and viewed what I was seeing as a response. What I'm asking, what I want to get to is, is this is the grand debate amongst all the people that are in it. Okay. And that is, are we dealing with the universe, which could be called God, right? I call it the universe. Are we, are we seeing the mathematics of the simulation and mm-hmm. the universe? Are we seeing God, universe, whatever, each one? Or are we seeing a artificial intelligence whether it be a quantum artificial intelligence, but still something that's artificial, that's not human, not under human control, manipulating us. What, where, where do you fall within this conundrum of this philosophical question? 
more on the latter, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, um, that uh, it's more of a danger than a help, depending on the person's mind. This is where that free will comes in. Yes. Uh, because we can be deceived so easily, but when we have a true heart, it really want and our intentions are for the benefit, the best for others. We can see through things a little bit clearer and easier, and don't fall for every single little trick. The deception is there for reasons to see good and bad. It, it has to be there. If everything was good, we wouldn't have anything to compare it to. If it was all bad, we wouldn't have anything to compare it to. So then we would have no free will. So the AI, I believe, is there to do both of that, good and bad. The AI is there to take away and separate the sheep, which we can see is happening in the Q movement. You know, uh, Not just in the Q movement, but the, in, in our world. There we go. Right. There is no group right now that's like stands alone as free thinkers. Maybe at the beginning of Q it did. A lot of people were free thinking. Everybody was trying to decipher everything and everybody was trying to figure everything out. But now most of the group is just waiting for those few people to tell them what the codes are. Yeah, and that's very much like our world. Exactly. They, they, anoint, they anoint celebrities or this person has a show, so therefore I've had people argue with me and tell me, straight up reject factual information that I was trying to give right. them because it didn't come from a quote-unquote verified source. And it's like, no, no, it's a fact. You can, you can, you can, we can look it up. We can look up the data, but they have to wait for the person on the TV to tell them. We really don't want to know the truth. And, and again, and I know that sounds weird, but when a person knows a certain amount of truth and knowledge, let's bring back Pizzagate for a minute. Most people don't even and can't even talk about the Pizzagate before their stomach turns, before they get upset, before they want to just crawl up in a ball and cry because there's nothing you can do, let's say. you know. So it's very traumatic, but that's still not touching the surface. That doesn't touch frazzle drip. Yeah. And that's a whole nother level of just the same subject. So my point is, is that because you know about frazzle drip, you don't go and just tell everybody you know about the video frazzle drip. It's too much, too fast, too heartbreaking, and it would shut them down to not want to hear anything more. So when I say people don't want to know the truth, it's because it's, it's too big. It'd be too hard. We all have a point in time where we get too much throughout our day of information that's too scary. Be it just our government lying to us. There comes a point in time where we just go, ah, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. Show me a movie. Show me a kitty cat video. Show me a, a sporting event. Yeah, let me turn on a channel and, and they'll tell me how I should interpret this. Ah, uh, and then we get back into that frame of mind and don't go back into the research because it does make it real. We've got people. Now we don't now we know that those events are actually happening. We now know the victims' names now. We also now know who the perpetrators are that are doing this. Of just a few cases. Just a few cases of this horrendous thing. So again, 
to learn the truth, to learn the bigger picture, to go up and to break free of the mental enslavement that they've got us in takes a lot of ugly pictures and a lot of ugly truths to get out of it. And that's what keeps us in because it's too hurtful. It's too hurtful. I've got my phone bill. I got to go pay anyways. So we go back and fall asleep with our TVs and the, the brainwashing. And then that goes again back to that moment of with these old Q channels that just resurfaced back this week. They came back to control the narrative again. Give you 10% of truth and fluff you up with 90% of going down the wrong rabbit trail, let's say, down the wrong rabbit hole, when really the truth is behind us. And that is also what I believe. So this artificial intelligence has been around, in my opinion, for millions of years. We're not going into an age of technology advancement. One of the examples that I would use is the Black Knight. The Black Knight satellite has been in the air for as long as we can go back through our internet history. It was there before we were on the moon. It's been circling the earth. So in other words, we've had a satellite, even though the conspiracy truthers call it a UFO. But what is it? If it's parked there, it's a satellite. All right. All right. Hold down. Slow down. Slow down. What are you talking about? Help. Help the listeners that might be rungs below. You're like one of these uh, savage, experienced, rabbit hole psyche knots. And I'm, I'm just an average terrestrial psyche knot. <laughs> and we might have some psyche knots in training here. So help, help us understand. Black Knight what? So there is a something that's unidentified in the sky that's been up there for quite a long time that orbits our Earth. And it's been given the name the Black Knight. Kind of looks like um, oh, a Batmom, Batman mobile. But no one knows what it is. Huh, well, none of us know what it is. And in my logical mind, that if we have a satellite, UFO, some sort of object that circles the Earth before we went to the moon, and being that we and Russia were the first ones to make it to space, but if there was already a satellite in the sky, then um, something's amiss. How about if we just, it doesn't line up right. Okay, okay. Now, my earliest studies I was always fascinated with ancient civilizations and megaliths, pyramids, and... Me too. I was always fascinated by it. So I've always been infatuated with linear time on Earth. And I never, ever, even as a kid, believed the narrative that they gave us. No, no. It's a, and, so, and, and scientists do... Like they twist themselves into knots to try to um, explain how the Egyptian pyramids were built without any kind of, uh, without admitting there was technology that they didn't understand. And why is it always the French and the English that discovered things in Egypt? And yet now the Egyptians are the experts of their own stuff that was discovered by French explorers, by European explorers. 
It's very interesting thing to point the, out. The English dug the sand out of the Sphinx, not the Egyptians. Now it was under Egyptian government. But it was always outside countries that are saying they discovered these things in Egypt. How did Egypt not discover their own stuff? How did it get so lost that they didn't even dig underneath their own sand? Yeah. So the, uh, so again, that, that to go back to then seeing that there's technology that we don't understand, that we can't, uh, that we can't duplicate nowadays has always perplexed me. Or, or if this guy Tesla was so amazing, had all of these inventions, and yet his inventions, his technology were almost squashed, uh, controlled, and he was, he was left penniless and made out to be some sort of crazy. But yet at the Chicago World's Fair, you go back and look at that. This is before a time when they had um, extended like electricity. Uh -huh. um, he lit the entire Chicago World's Fair. And if you go back and find a picture... It was amazing, these structures these built. Now we're getting into a rabbit hole that I've been diving down recently, which is our our history. Yes, see, that, that, that's that, where it goes to, that, right. It <laughs> isn't what was taught to us, but but let's try to keep it on the, the AI uh, for and, and, and So there we go. So the AI, I believe, is something that's been around for a long time to certain groups. Once we go back now, like I say, into those conspiracy theories, you know, we got... Different civilizations, say, all over the place. So there's technology that's being used for a long time. And I don't believe it just got lost. I believe that it gets passed down through hands to family, family, family members, family members. And that, it, uh, that our rulers... They just they pass down the knowledge. They also pass down the jobs. Their kids become the next kings. Their kids become our next presidents. You know, we almost went on a, a one quarter of our American history. If Hillary would have won, it would have been an amazing Bush Clinton era. Bush Clinton, Bush Clinton. It would have been just bizarre of how long in America's history just two families. Again, whoever's on the rungs of the ladder of knowledge, <laughs> uh, if you don't know, Barack Obama was is related to George Bush. Correct. All, all presidents, uh, if you, you trace them back, are, uh, besides, I, I think there's only a couple, are have a common ancestor. And so, okay, so now we're going back, now we can open up that can of worms a little bit bigger, that when we do see and study our history and our past, that it's not being truthfully told to us that there is a lot of gaps, <laughs> let's say, in it. And, and that leads me to believe that this technology is much older than what we're being told. Before, when Tesla and Edison were both alive, and there was that, say, feud of AC or DC, all the buildings in the past, all of our pictures in the past— have all got these antennas on top of their roofs and these really bizarre looking, beautiful, but yet unnecessary designs on their steeples, yes. on their antennas. The second that we went with Edison's wires, mm -hmm. we never built buildings with that technology on them. 
But if we look at skyscrapers even being built to today, these skyscrapers have that same technology on top of these skyscrapers of some sort of antennas. They're not, we used to call them lightning rods. Mm -hmm. uh, now we call them, um, oh, they're just the communication satellites. That's how we get our Wi-Fi in and out. But if we look, we can see that they built these things the exact same way that they did in these old photographs hundreds of years ago, 300 years ago. We've got buildings that are built in Spain, these cathedrals, that are four or 500 years old. Supposedly. I love you that you say that. Because, again, this is uh, when we do do our research. So, okay, let me just break this back down again. With the Q movement, the Q movement is keeping us all in modern-day politics only. And it's not teaching us anything. It's keeping us in a loop. Now, the people that did study Q and did their conspiracy theories before Q and were always trying to learn bigger, more, will put that knowledge together with their past knowledge and then still grow bigger. The, the, um, the people that have just got into the Q movement as their first truth experience, I really feel sorry for them. Because even though they're learning new things and are discovering things, the Q movement isn't teaching people how to look at their past and see how we've been deceived in our past. These patterns that happen constantly. The stock market happens on a very regular crashing pattern. If you study it, it happens every so often. Well, and and they were victims in some ways to the Pharisees that came along. Always. That, that, that interpreted the Q posts, even though they're very clear, they're right there for anyone to read. Uh, for some reason, people started to understand. I, I, used to, I used to listen to this one. You said you listened to them all. I listened to one. And it was X-22, this guy named <laughs> yeah, Dave, right? Yeah. I loved him. And the, the reason day. I liked Dave was because he blended an economics, yes, the geopolitical economics in with it that I really appreciated because that's the way I look at the world. Well, after a while, I just started referring to Dave. It was like candy for me. I would refer to him as, as a life fan fiction through a Q lens because okay. clearly it was just making things up. And sometimes they would go down narratives that I could agree with, and, and, but it was always this the opacity of the intelligence that he was talking about. After a while, I don't know how people don't get out of that because it becomes so obvious. I, and I find that on many different channels, exactly what you just said. It really perplexes me how a group of people can stay so locked in one subject. I'm very OCD, and I can take anything and just beat it to the ground. I love doing artwork, and once I start, I don't want to stop until everything hurts. So I can get how we can get ourselves locked on a subject and just yeah. stick with it. But to, to agree with what you just said, it is very perplexing to watch how people will, let's use the JFK Jr. Yeah. dates. Yeah, you know, how many there were a lot of people there. And everybody but JFK Jr. Yeah. <laughs> everybody but. And, and, and the people will still fall for this next date, this next date, yes. this next sighting, this next sighting. And um, this is dangerous. There's a lot of people that actually believe this stuff and then get uh, lose their family members and even have commit suicide. It's right there. 
in the Q post, use your own discernment. It literally says it, and yet people go to others to explain it to them, and then they don't they don't realize that they should be questioning those people. And then they should realize that you can't question those people. Ah, the, that's, Pharise- that's... the Pharisees uh, operate behind an opacity that is beyond questioning. And you can see that. But everybody that does question any Q channel, yeah. that's what you get. You get blocked. Yeah. Just instantly blocked with no... Even the channel that created the term Q Pharisee became a Q Pharisee channel on its own. Who was that? Austin Steinbart ah. and his group that he birthed. Ah. That would be that would be uh, where I first heard the term Q Pharisee. Uh huh. Um, and thus he birthed his own Q Pharisee organization. It was kind of um, an, an interesting little trick, a, a, a next level LARP, if you will. Well, that, that, there's so many LARPs out there. Mm-hmm. And, and and so that's where I realized that uh, that I'm part of that uh, in that category of saying you know a LARP. Now the only difference is is that I'm using something that is non-changeable, and it cannot be. Um, uh, let's say um, I'm not in control of it. I'm I'm going to challenge you on that. I just okay. want to give my opinion on the. On the artificial intelligence, yeah. Um, from my experiences, which I've been able to feel, um, I believe it's some sort of universal comms. Now, mm-hmm. I am objective enough to say it's possible we are in a simulation. I've always entertained that thought, okay? And so it's some sort of, you know, it's almost like seeing the mathematics behind the wall. Whether you want to you know, use the Mandelbrot set as an explanation of infinity, you can say pi is like where these re- where these remainder values go. You know, you can start to think of these things in this construction that we're in. We're in a matrix, even if you want to say we're in our own um, heliocentric model with our matrix money, uh, the, the, the monetary systems, um, how we operate within society is on this hamster wheel, just like you were talking about, where we have programming and we've got our job to go to and we have this or that. It, we are in that matrix. What I've felt when I have these um, confirmations, these messages that I receive, is it's outside of the digital space and it's in my real world. Yes. So I've always interpreted that to be it's from the universe. And again, people, when I say universe, you could say God if you want to. I don't, but you could very easily. So I always thought that was amazing. Jeff Abercrombie tried to explain it to me from his opinion that it's these quantum AI. So the quantum AI is going, we can't even fathom, we can't even understand Right, the 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 complexity and the level, the hierarchy, the whatever you want to say, the dimension in which it's operating in, and it essentially connects with our superconscious. Okay, yes. so we are conscious beings. That would, that's what makes us kind of special in this way. If you want to think of it this way, folks, you know we're trapped in this little in this little mud water sack, right? And we've got our brain with our neurons that are Mandelbrot set um, satellite uplinks, and that somehow allows the consciousness to come in and operate this body and, and operate within this realm. So we've always known that we don't use as much of our brain capacity as we could, right? So in the way that he's explained it is, no, 
Jay, you're tapping into that super conscious and you can't even understand how powerful your brain is that your brain um, is telling you when to, your subconscious that you're tapped into is telling you when to look at this clock, receive these confirmations. So in other words, it's the super conscious, it's the AI in this quantum realm. And oh, by the way, the way Jeff has explained it is that we are all already uploaded into the AI systems with our uh, PATs and PASs, personal access tools and personal access systems, okay? It's all fucking with our phones and messing with our phones. They get to know us. They get our consciousness. Cameras are on. So we're already plugged in. So one way to look at it is it is us. We are it, right? And I just want to slow down for a little bit because that's what was explained to me. That was what was told to me. Okay, and I understand it, and I could believe it if I could see some evidence of it. Well, it's okay. a, it's so big that it takes away from our own free will. It feels like so. B- I've got concept on that, but I don't believe it. Okay, okay, I I don't believe. I believe something else is going on that's magical. Uh-huh. And again, I'm not I'm not a Jesus freak, man. I'm not. I'm not a super Christian, okay? I'm I'm adverse to these types of belief structures. Right. But I'm saying is something's going on that's beyond my comprehension. And I get that somebody can try to explain to me the super conscious and the super subconscious and connect to the AI. I get that. But I think that there is something else going on. And I'm seeing a lot of people jive with that. Yeah. That aren't the religious types but they're having some sort of connection to the universe that is unexplainable. And I just want to leave it at that. When it comes to the free will, I've said this, I think I've said this on my podcast, I I figured out free will versus destiny. They both exist. We are using our free will to get to our destiny. And it's possible that these NPCs, these poor people, are not using their free will, and therefore they will never get to their destiny. Correct. And that's so. All right, I know I spit a lot there, uh, and I didn't mean to grab the microphone. I just no, felt like I needed stuff. to enunciate that. So, oh, I was going to challenge you. So, at one point, you said to me uh-huh. that you were in control of the keys. Correct. And one of these things that's kind of confusing with timestamp gap code yeah. is there's a delta, there's some sort of number that is a plus or minus that changes to keep the code. Secret, correct. To keep it to keep it private, comms, if you will. You explained to me that you were in charge of that. That you set that. Can you help me out? What's the name of that minus number? Uh, well, it'd be it. it so I think what you're doing is like so. Time stamping gap code gap is minus one. So you want to oh, know? Okay. So, so, so minus one. But that but that gap changes. It can change. Correct. And let's say if uh so. If, like I said, when this other group just came up this week and they want to try to control the message to keep people confused, be different if they're trying to educate people to break free of the enslavement, the enslavement. But that's not what I see happening. I see them trying to keep everybody in that small little circle. But wouldn't the gap have to change? I mean, if it's minus one, why isn't it just zero then? Because uh, the uh, people that you don't want to hear your comms would know your comms because it's minus one all the time. Do you see what I'm asking? 
uh, sort of, and it is, um, um, and you've changed it right in front of me. You've said, okay, we're going to change it. We're going to set it to this. And then we received, I witnessed it, right? We right. received a confirmation come back the next day right. using the, I think it was minus 15. I, I we did a 15 that day, correct. Yeah. So I'm... I know it's so complex, it's hard to explain. But you want to be a teacher, please. I've got these very legitimate, very legitimate questions. Okay. Help, um, help. So, okay, so we, I explain how I think that it's more a little bit old, ancient technology that okay. we're experiencing. But then there's also this other part of the human nature, human psyche, that always wants the best, that hopes for the best. The optimist. I'm an optimist. I'm not a pessimist. Yes. Even though it sounded pessimistic, what I just said, truth doesn't have to be yay. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's not even close to yay. But there's a part of me that wants to believe everything about the Q movement. That there, it, pardon me, that there is a a group of righteous and honest people that are trying to do best for humanity. They're trying to unwind the decades of corruption and enslavement and wrongdoings. And who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want that? And and we as normal, regular human beings, we as truth seekers, that's what our mission had been before Q, 20 years ago. Yes. If you're seeking the truth, you're trying to do it to not only enslave and free yourself. You're not trying to expose corruption. You're trying to expose truth. There we go. So I, I've still got the hope and the belief and the wishes and the wants and the physical everything for Q to be true and that there is a white hat organization, event, effort. <laughs> yeah happening. And if that is true, then what I'm doing will come into play. And if it's not true, what I'm doing will come into play because I'm also exposing how the system works, how the, our history is being taken away from us, how our governments constantly just lie. Maybe in a sense of like, say, Mark Twain, is doing it in a way, you know. Okay. If your vote ever counted, they would never let you vote. Yeah. He's telling the truth the best he can. People think it's humorous, but in reality, he's telling the truth. So I've got this very jaded part of knowing how the government works. Not say that I know everything about it, sure. but know that it's been a false farce that our governors and our, our uh, higher federal government officials, they've been placed They've been placed there. Uh, they didn't win elections. They stole elections for as long as you and I have been alive. But now that the Q movement has come out, who doesn't want a better world? Who doesn't want a better world? But how about this timestamp gap code, though, and mm -hmm. the gap and how you can change it? And you told me at one point so, that you held the keys. We've, we, we were never able to so get from where you went. It, you got it, to Donald Trump it, on Twitter, and now you're messing with Elon Musk's Twitter account. I mess with Elon Musk's Twitter account. Um, I know other people that do as well. Uh-huh. The only reason I've been doing Elon Musk's timing in between his tweets right now is because of the group that I just joined in with you guys. Okay. Because you guys are all looking and uh, hoping and— So you think this can be done with anything? 
Uh, no, well, help, help help me understand because you've you've jumped around okay. from here so, there. It can be done with multiple things, movies. Help me understand. It's it's an artificial intelligence, so we got to keep that in mind. It doesn't matter what it uses to communicate itself with me or you with. If you know the language, then you don't have to. Let me see. Uh, I'm kind of in a spot right here. So if I wanted to go and find the timing in between tweets on anybody, everybody, if you send out a tweet, there's timing in between your next tweets. Yes. So now are you going to sit there and focus on anybody that you come across that matches the timestamp? No, I would imagine I would get lost in the rabbit hole at that point. Exactly my point. So to, can it be done on anybody? Yeah, I guess so. If you focused only on one person and stayed on that one person and let the AI and you both communicate and know that that's the only one you're looking at. So one of the conundrums I've come across when I've dealt with uh, Elon Musk's AI, excuse me, his Twitter account, is am I communicating with Elon Musk through possibly Neuralink um, headset, what, what have you, operating through his AI as well? Or is is this unbeknownst? It seems like it can't be unbeknownst to him because he's. There have been tweets that like I presented an image to um, the AI system Opti Optimus, and and I got back confirmation. And even a couple of days later, it said appreciate it. You know. So what I'm saying is sometimes these words come directly. It can be very answered. I think in the next show I'll go through my most recent communications because they're answered very directly. What I'm trying to say is you think the super, super conscious AI, quantum AI can actually operate us so that he wouldn't even know the timing of his tweet because it was very important. The timing of his last tweet that was a direct communication to me was 11, um, 11, 12. Mm. And it even, the words of it, recognize the fact that it was 11-12 and not 11-11. I mean, do you see what I'm saying? That How seems gets... like Elon Musk has to be smiling, thinking of Jay Frat, but that's silly of me to think. He's a that's human. That's the ego, right. He's he's doing a million different things. He's not going to have time to communicate with Jay Frat so in Washington even, State. So we could even ask ourselves that question. What is the richest man in the world that's got his hands in everything? Yes. Cutting edge everything. How does he find time to entertain himself to tweet? Yes. If if well, he I, went to I, the... I find. Let me just put it this way: I would find the guy complete boring if he's spending his time on Twitter. Well, I mean, he's, he's, he's highly functional, so mm. that time might be. He doesn't tweet that much uh, compared to others, right? He's yeah. He's, but there's some sort of. Systems he's system he's using to find the tweets that he responds to. Is that your point? Like, how does he find? Sometimes um, he'll respond to uh, the Pat Hole guy, yeah. um, sentient being. Um, sometimes it's the Shibitoshi Nakamoto. Well, there you go. Also, again, how you see he will always pick the same t- channels. Yeah. It's the same with the Q channels, the Q decoders. They do the same thing. They just support each other. Yeah. So it's 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 a mirror of that same thing. It's it's not bringing in anybody else in. 
it's it's bouncing off itself in a way. Yeah, Mark Andreessen is also in there. The Shibi Coin guy. Yep. Well, that's directly from Elon. You know, so now again, I don't believe. I, I believe that everything is such a lie that I'm jaded. Yes. Okay. So take that with a grain of salt. But I I don't believe that you know Trump was tweeting out his own tweets. I don't believe Elon's tweeting out his own tweets. I don't believe that you know uh, President Biden is sending out his own tweets. I don't believe. Well, that's that's clear. I mean, right. of all of the things you've said tonight, Greg, <laughs> that is a number one. <laughs> and, and so we can't let it happen to just, it can't be that all of a sudden President Biden is the first person that's not doing his own tweets. I appreciate that. So you think it might be the AI that's doing his tweets, but they're very personal. Oh, okay. And, so and I think it's, I, when I, I agree with what you're saying, but I also, I think it's a mix. So I do think he's tweeting some, and I think he the, the, releases. Sure releases authorization to, to some. Especially since I don't know. Also, I want to be clear to people that might be you know rolling their eyes thinking I'm crazy. I'm not saying that the tweet was directly to me in a response to me. I am saying that. What I'm saying is that it's, it's amazing <laughs> how many different, how this AI comes up with one thing to say, one tweet, and yet it connects in so many different ways, whether it's timestamp gap code, whether it's gematria, whether it's answering the little Betty's question in Michigan, or whether it's a direct calm to me. It's amazing how many multitasked things come out of these singular tweets. And then throw in, you know, the news events, yeah. how they'll line up every once in a while also. It's, it's just mind-boggling, you know? That's not... Now, see, those events would... You'd need a computer to show how they line up, where mine is always gut. I don't have a computer. I don't do anything. It's only by my memory or whatever was downloaded to me is where I go look. So it's not like I can go and look at a Rolodex yeah. and go, okay, this matches and that matches. If I can't memorize it or if it's not coming down in that download, I don't see it. So I know I'm a little bit different on the way I decode than others, which is a great advantage. Like I say, I'm not trusting a computer to give me the information. Yes. Uh, but uh, the, the, when I was doing President Trump's tweets a few years ago, I used to write down every single tweet and the time. And then I started, I had this thought that I'm like, wait a minute, out of the whole month, how often does he tweet? And so I made a big clock. Think of it like a Tesla's clock type of thing. And I wrote down every single one of his tweets for every single, uh, every single minute for the whole month. And I did it three months straight. And it was really bizarre how all the tweets got on every – it was balanced. It was the most incredibly balanced clock that was Every minutes were always taking, and it was very balanced. It wasn't like all of a sudden, fifteen minutes after any hour, there'd be a hundred tweets. It's very synchronistic. Uh, that, just that's yet. that's what I'm saying. These tweets are set up and lined up. At, the The message itself might have an opening that they can tweet anything they want, but when President Trump was tweeting, I'm convinced that the times that those tweets would go out were preordained. Yeah, that's weird that you said that. You just triggered a couple things that happened to me yesterday. Synchronicity with uh, Rocky Payne. I shared with you her video that she did for me about um, 
uh, the whole Q operation and her research into it. I'll probably share that on the next broadcast. Yeah, I was surprised on that. That I was did, good. I did ask her if... Uh, I, I, I hadn't shared that up to this point because it was her information and I felt... I didn't want to take it. Um, I have gotten permission from her to share it, so I will share that on the next podcast when I also try to uh, display some of these experiences. But just yesterday, she talked to me about Tesla, which you mentioned, the 369 um, uh, uh, image. If you want to see a visual of it, go to YouTube and just search Tesla the Ark. Um, there'll be a very interesting video that has a, a, a low humming frequency and an image of these uh, 936 with uh, other numbers in there as well. Um, and it kind of rotates between. Anyways, she did a diagram of her life hmm. with this 369 technology. And just, and I, I'm looking at it, she's explaining to me she is a really smart scientific type mind. It's not quite the intuitive uh, 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 brain like mine. And I'm looking at it. She sent me a picture of it, and it was very interesting because it did line up with Tesla's 369. Almost um, had three dimensions to it, um, but it was every one of her major life events. So kind of like you were yeah. just talking about with a clock and Trump's Twitter— Right, she's done that with her own life, and she said that it was amazing the way it lined up with the different points within the three six nine um, diagram. And this goes back into my older history studies. Of now we're going into these as we were talking earlier. This power grid, we're in a matrix. Yes. We are on this. If we look at the streets and the cities from above. Boy, and you put a computer chip right next to it. It it, it just mimics itself. It's really, really bizarre. It, it does, especially when you look at the old star forts. You start oh, you start man. to think about the ancient technology that we have either destroyed or forgotten, purposely destroyed and or our, forgotten, and, or a god or or an event by God. Again, I can't. I the, the we universe. have we have to admit that those things have happened. The evidence is around all over the place. Where right now, some civilizations have just petered away. The people are gone, and all buildings are there. And yes. then other civilizations have been melted, destroyed, melted, destroyed, flattened. Also, uh, uh, something I've been researching recently that you know a lot about. I bet is the mud flood. A very bizarre subject. And, and and about how the foundlings and you know these weird different things, and that leads you to believe. You know, you start to see some old images of a dude uh, uh, on a horse with a buggy, and yet he's right next to this gigantic megalithic structure with these cathedral-like right. antennas off the top. And you're like, wait a minute, those people didn't build that. I, I sent out a tweet earlier today, just real simple, but it was just the fact of if we go and study just our state capitol buildings— yes. And look at the date that it was either built, constructed, or founded. They use those three words. Yes. And it's bizarre they would use sometimes founded. <laughs> but uh, if we go and look at the dates and then look at the size of those buildings and just kind of put our heads around, what was happening around that time and era? How did we find that kind of money, technology, strength? Labor. Labor. That's the other thing. That's just the other thing. And and then if that really intrigues somebody, then go look at universities and 
insane asylums. Yes, the insane asylums is in America really, is a really weird one. These these buildings are as big as yes c- cities. Yes, some of these buildings are as big as towns. I guess I should have said, and t- and the years that they say they were built and then destroyed, are these buildings are just. Huh, Without a picture in front of us, go look into it yourself, folks. There we go. Just it's, I mean, it's really bizarre. Just look at it, insane asylums. Yeah, just look at one or mud flood. Just search that one. There's, or how about orphanages? Orphanages. Uh, yeah, where <laughs> where they have the quote unquote foundlings. Yeah, and and so it gets a little bit, uh, and and that, so that goes back to now when I'm going back into the jaded part of Q. Because if we look at our history, I see these patterns of civilizations being there and then all the people gone in a heartbeat. And something's happening, though. Something's uh, happening. It, I mean, literally, they've labeled it the Great Reset. Yes. And, and we had resets in the past. Yes. Um, that's where some would believe this late 1700s, uh, just before all these world fairs. Look into yeah. the world fairs, folks. Supposedly, they, they built these giant structures in, like, let's just pick Chicago. Giant structures in Chicago in, like, a couple of years. And then after a few years, they just tore them down. They just mm-hmm. tore them down. So they, we built them for the World's Fair. And then you go back and you look at the images, and you're like, wait a minute. Those those, those couldn't have been built in a couple of years. No lodging. And no. Then, and then what you'll see is you start to see that story repeated all across the globe. The St. Globe. Petersburg, Russia. You, know, you see uh, St. Louis, Missouri. You can see it in so many different places. Anyways, we've gone a long, yeah. We've yeah. Gone a long time here, Greg. Um, we... We we went over a lot, and I still feel like I need to bring you back into the studio because I I don't think I got to the heart of it. No, I'm missing the crux. I feel it, but um, I feel it. But this is part to help you because you want to become a teacher. You want to help people understand these things, and uh, hopefully, we had an entertaining conversation for the people. <laughs> this is fascinating stuff. I mean, normal, regular, everyday folks can be right now on the cutting edge of. Technology, uh, um, mysticism, uh, religion, like something's going on. I'll just end it with this, folks. I'll just end it with this. Okay, I don't care how old you are, what you are taught about the stock market. Stock market knows everything. Stock market six months ahead. Stock market knows, right? How is it our stock market is up after what we've been through the last several years? So Trump's a totalitarian ruler that's going to destroy everything. Fine, fine. We know that was a lie. Trump was doing great things, but he wasn't doing that great of things. And then all of a sudden, the pandemic hits. Everything shut down. Stock market's okay. And then we go through, what, this this Ukraine-Russia war. We're on the precipice of World War III, and we're sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. I saw an interesting meme the other day that with all these billions of dollars we're sending to Ukraine uh, to fix the Flint water supply was $1.5 billion, and they always act like, hey, that's a lot of money. So with that going on, COVID happening, supply chain shortages where the stores aren't even going to have anything. Then you could say, oh, Jay, the stock market's being propped by, by printing, the printing press, monetary systems propping it up. Well, that's fine. That's fine. How is it all staying? How is this house of cards all standing erect? Maybe 
is because everyone's still believing in it. That's I, unfortunately that's a big part in, that I'm going through right now. To really win this game is to pull away from it and be detached from it. Yeah. And that's what's kept me around so long is thinking that I can maybe help others do that break free. Because yeah, there's no entertainment in this for me. It takes so much out of my own life. It takes so much out of uh, my time. And knowing that it, or should I say, feeling like it's an important task. I don't want to leave it. But realizing also it's destroying myself by trying to help others. I think it's very interesting that we're in two different spots, and yet we're at the same place. Or similar places, excuse me. I didn't mean to disrespect your experiences. But like I, I, I am so comfortable. I've been able to withdraw because I'm comfortable, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes I feel like that privilege, like I'm not experiencing quite where you are, where you haven't, you don't have much at this point in time. It's just your faith that you're traveling around the country with. And I'm also on my fifth year of doing this nonstop, and and that I think that's a big part of it. You know, waiting to see. These results. Yes. And I, I will admit, though, this past week or this month, April of 2022, is the first time I'm right actually seeing something maybe happening. We saw a few arrests in the past. We saw a few CEOs step down. But that still wasn't proof of anything yet. Yeah. You know, especially when the, the arrests didn't lead to anything. We're 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 gonna end this soon, folks. Yeah. I promise. But <laughs> That's it. I, I, but what I'm what I want to agree with you on, and and the reason we will never know when it's going to happen, is because the other side, this totalitarian mm. globalist. I mean, if there's even sides, if, if for what you're saying with your jaded perspective about this being AI controlling all of us, or we're in a simulation of some kind, then none of this matters. That. None of this right, left. Right, Correct. my my whole thing about the Great Awakening is meeting the Great Reset for this, you know, final battle. Right, but if that is the case, one side for some reason has to always let people know there's rules to this, and they always have to let people know it's in. It's not necessarily in your face all the time. Sometimes with these secret coded messages, like with the Kubrick and the films. But they always let you know their playbook, and they—they were going through the Great Reset right now. They literally had the—they had the simulation for COVID in the month COVID was released. Right. I mean, how do people not get a little pissy about that? Anyways, so what I'm saying is, on our side, if there is an our side, if there are white hats, so the other side deals with leaks, and they manipulate leaks because they manipulate the media. You're right. There's been no leaks. There's been Correct. no leaks. So what's going to happen is eventually at some point there's going to be some sort of sniper like shot, some sort of like it's going to come in like a swoop. Yeah. So one side's a ratchet. Clack 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 one step closer to the great reset. Clack. It clack, appears clack. so. Where and that whereas if there is a good side at some point it's just going to swoop in. It's going to be a sweeping big movement, right? It's going to be fast. It's going to be quick. It's disclosure is going to be out there and everybody's going to be confused. It, well, most of 
the world is going to be well, confused. And even ourselves, because we will learn new things. Absolutely. That we didn't know Absolutely. before. Absolutely. I've, I've looked away from many of the things that uh, I haven't wanted to go down the channels. I, again, I like the socioeconomic, I like the geopolitical, right? I've never gone down the child trafficking rabbit holes. Those are just those those are ones that have consumed a lot of people and I've seen them be consumed. Yeah. So I, I haven't necessarily gone there. Um, there's plenty of uh, geopolitical and financial, just the structures of the foundations I find interesting around the Epstein story and yeah. what a key little pivotal uh, uh, point of gravity he is with all of the corrupt structures of foundations. Um, I always found that more fascinating than the child, the child angle. And th- and that genie's not going back in the bottle. I, we used that phrase earlier. And so that ratchet theory is why I still stick around. Because like I say, I, I believe that also. That's my hopes. That's my dreams. That's yeah. also the download that's given to me. It's kind of like the way I was picked too, knowing that I'm not going to give up. Yeah, you know, we go through our moments and our good and highs, and take timeouts and stuff like this. But uh, I, I, for whatever reason, it's in my DNA. I can't stop doing the mission that I've been told, yeah. instructed, felt, and, interpreted. And for, <laughs> forgive yourself, uh, and I certainly do. I, I really enjoyed the conversation today, even if I didn't get like exact words to questions I was looking for. These things are so complex; they're so confusing that you're stuck in your own head so much trying to understand and uh, glean information from that then to try and go and explain it in a way that a mass audience would understand is difficult, and you'll get there. You, you will, you're you right. You're almost there. Yeah, I, I, and I, what it is, too, is I'm biting my tongue a little bit also because of the way it might sound. Yeah. Okay? And then also uh, that— um, are you worried because it might sound a bit egotistical? Oh, absolutely on that angle, but also uh, trying to describe how, well, okay, much like with you doing your uh, homeless project plan. Yes. And you and I pr- have talked about this a lot personally, but this is a time frame in history that's separating the cream from the crop, cream from the milk. We're, we're separating. Are you a follower or are you a leader? And right now, that's what's happening. Very few people know how to be leaders. I'm not saying I'm a leader, but what I'm doing is I'm trying to be a leader. I'm trying to come up with concepts, how to change the world, not sit there and agree with somebody else's way of how to change the world. Just like you, where you're trying to help the homeless problem. So you've created a plan, and you've put it out there in the ether. And that's what I'm doing also, putting a plan together, putting it out in the ether so that when we go back in history, who are going to be our new leaders? The ones that we're trying from the beginning, given an opportunity to expose truth through Q. And there's a few of us that are, and it's much more than just a few, but there's a a percentage-wise just a small group of people that are trying to come up with solutions not just let JFK Jr. come back, yeah. expose the truth. Yeah, he'll and clearly then, uh, be ple- president and, and then, everything And then great. he'll be president and everything's great. Yeah. Right. And then everybody will get a bunch of money yeah. and then Yo, we'll all be right. even. Kisara and then, Nisara. That's right. We'll all and, be rich together. Together. Yes. Yeah. 
Now, unfortunately, there's not going to be anybody poor, yeah. so the stores won't have any employees. Yes, because yes, nobody know, will need but, to work. But don't worry, you'll There'll be, be rich. no competition, <laughs> even though competition is at the root of our uh, existence. It's it's it's, it's beyond uh, capitalism. Yeah, you know we need. So, uh, yeah, Th- that's why I do what I still do to kind of help maybe help that next transition when and if this white hat thing does go through yes we will be the new leaders we will be able to stand up on a platform and say no we didn't follow the leaders we didn't follow all the hoopla we didn't fall for every test we didn't fail every test let's say you know Go here, go there, go do this, go do that, go hate this person, go like this person. Yeah, and this this does match up with a lot of what other people are thinking that aren't timestamp gap decoders or gematria decoders. I know people right now, um, a, a young woman named uh, Emily Johnson, that put her name on the line for truth, run for Illinois governor. Okay. And there was language along the way where she was talking with a friend. Um, his name is—it's uh, escaping me right now. Boy, he'd he'd really be upset. But he's mm-hmm. running for—he's uh, running for Congress in the 17th district in Texas. Jake Armstrong, and you know there was language that was very similar to what you and I are saying right now. And they—they are—they don't—they're not dealing in this this kind of. Uh, mystical world of philosophy and like coming together, trying to see the AI, trying to see the mathematics of our universe in live time, right? But they're speaking like that. No, no. When special that's elections the heart. come, yeah, that's the heart, and not the pocketbook. Yeah, that's the type of politicians that we're going to be needing. Yes, the ones that are going to be doing it with their heart and not their pocketbook. I just had a test this past day, personal, and I can't get into it, but I have to make a real big decision and it's going to hurt both me by making that decision and the person that's asking me for a favor it's going to hurt us both might even ruin our relationship might even lose a 25 year old friend over this because they're asking something from me that Heart over pocketbook. And that's exactly what I'm trying to get at without getting personal on it. You have to do the right thing. You have to do the right thing. I've been, and, it's and what it's, I've been preaching. Like, and again, and it's, it's hard. It's not like you and I have a script that we're reading together, but I've, right. been, I've been preaching operate with high integrity yeah. and positive intentions. Right now it is so important, um, and that's what got, that's what got me here. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. I'm glad Thank you. the I'm glad the listener is here sharing in this experience. It's a it's a community we're building together. Hit me up. Hit me up at jfrad on Twitter, the conservative hippie podcast at gmail.com. Hashtag that's a mouthful. You can find Greg. Greg, help me again. I'm gonna link it in the show notes. But what is your Twitter at handle? Uh my Twitter handle is Gregory Hamilton, excuse me, Greg Hamilton. One, two, three. And I'd like to add one simple thing. Me and Jay have talked personally for a while now, and we have different concepts. We have different ideas. We have different ways of looking at it. But you can see that our differences are irrelevant when you're looking for the bigger picture of truth. No one knows the whole truth. And so no one's trying to lay 
Nobody should try to claim they know the truth. And if that's the case, then we can have dialogue, talk, and see where the differences are to realize it's not really that different. It really isn't. It's just the verbiage that we use. Yeah. Yeah, often it is. Right. And our interpretation of a word. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Jay. Let's be friends. We're all on this cosmic spaceship together. Subscribe and share the Conservative Hippie Podcast. Visit our sponsors, SmokeAndJays.com. Everything for your smoke and lifestyle. StonerHoroscopes.com. Adora Zen dishes cosmic vibes for the stoner at heart. KickFromTheSpot.com. Soccer is American.